Hi everyone, it's Craig from the University of Applied Research and Development here with our Leaders podcast with Dr. Shante, who is the founder of the Center for Legacy Driven Leadership. Welcome, Dr. Shante. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to be here. I'm really excited about what you're going to share with us. Um, you're writing up your dissertation into a book. You founded the center. Why don't you tell us about your motivations for, for founding the center? I'd love to hear about that. It was very interesting, actually. It all started with a book. And in our first semester of doctoral study, our very first assignment was essentially a book report. And we had a list of books to choose from. And I chose a wonderful book on terror leadership subtitle finding shaka zulu in the attic and the title was so amazing that i thought okay this is going to be good i had my mind set on a curriculum and instruction doctorate but after reading this book i completely changed my mind for a leadership doctorate a leadership dissertation rather and so after going through coursework, after finishing my research, I was really kind of landed on the idea of leadership succession and not the end where existing leaders plan for succession, but the earlier phases where we turn an emerging leader into a ready successor. And so that's the motivation for the Center for Legacy Driven Leadership. Knowing from the beginning, knowing before you get years of experience what you want your leadership legacy to be, knowing before you have decades uh, to get it right or get it wrong, what your leadership philosophy is, how you can stand firm on that, how you can refine that as you grow and matriculate through your professional life, and and then how you can bring that in. So you can be in your 20s, you can be in your 30s, you can be in your 40s even. Not, even, not a CEO or maybe a CEO, but you'll be ready to fill some pretty big shoes uh, when it's time to shift into senior leadership. All of that was the big thought uh, behind the center. It sounds fantastic. Do you find that most people don't consider that? Yes. And for some of us, and I think a lot of it may deal with our, our EQ, maybe our emotional intelligence, where we really kind of uh, specialize in how we see things, what our natural lenses are. I think that might have a lot to do with it. Um, that some people just don't think that way, that I, I need to get ready for what's next. I don't need to sit here and think about what my name will mean in 20 years or what my name will mean in 30 years. I don't need to really plan out this impact because we tend to think of impact as something sudden or spontaneous when it can be planned. It can be administrated, if you will. And so, no, I don't think people think enough about it. But when we, when we have some intentional reflection times, it's a powerful thing to really try and plot out and it helps us, I believe, get to uh, the direction that maybe we're seeking for our own personal paths. So when people are preparing for their own leadership, is it distracting for them to think about in 20 years' time? And how do they focus on the now as well as preparing for the future? 
it's interesting you say, I did a webinar on this, on what I'm about to say last night. <laughs> I think part of it or the big key is learning the language of leadership. And what I mean by that is not going bigger than good or bad or positive or negative, but really digging into the theory, really trying to, reading about leadership theory to say, hey, I know I want to be a good leader. I know I want to have a positive impact on people, which is the now, but then what, in what state or in what condition do I want to leave these people when I move on to my next job or my next entrepreneurial adventure? That's thinking ahead. And I think that the understanding the language of leadership matters. So for example, on the good leadership spectrum. We've got the trendy servant leadership on one end, leading from behind, stretching people, creating opportunities. And then we've got the transformational leader on the other end of that spectrum, who is so invested in the people that I am not just creating opportunities for you, but I'm mentoring you, I'm coaching you, I'm stimulating your mind, I'm creating all kinds of challenges, creating almost a full scale development plan. Uh, we have to figure out who we want to be. And the research is out there. The language is out there. But I think sometimes we get stuck between uh, good and great, you know, and, and there's so much more to be said about leadership than good and great. Do I want the leader member exchange where I personally invest and create a dyad, a relationship with every subordinate I have? Do I want to focus on being authentic where my benchmark is very strong relationships with my subordinates? Or uh, do I want to focus on Greenleaf's servant leadership and really focus on that best test of Greenleaf's servant leadership where I'm asking, hey, are the people I serve, are they, do they grow as a person? You know, do they become freer? Do they become wiser? Do they become healthier? All these things. And I think when we build in our vocabulary, the language of leadership, we create options. And I think that's why leadership, without the language, without the vocabulary, leadership is very amorphic. It's very uh, somewhere out there, <laughs> you know, because we can't put, we can't tie it down to anything. It, and it's very subjective. And so I think the language is what bridges that gap between now and later. Now, I want to be good. I want to be great. I want to grow. I want to learn. But then after I master it, after I become a specialist, after I've gotten where I want to be, how do I open the door for others? How do I bring others to the table? How do I create opportunities? And that comes from years of building a good name, of increasing influence, of investing in leadership. And part of that is the vocabulary. Mm. So what are some specific um, attributes or behaviors that people can put into place in their day-to-day -day leadership that would help them build not only others, but themselves to internalize that? Okay, good idea. I have a book right here. <laughs> Let me pull this. <laughs> and this was actually the first textbook we received. It's Servant Leadership Characteristics in Organizational Life. So I'll just read some of the servant leadership characteristics, which can be applied broadly. One is developing active listening. And we hear it in colloquial speech, in our common talks with people, but really practicing listening for the art of listening. 
not just listening to reply. It's a powerful tool because some people become better because they've been heard, because they've been acknowledged. So listening is one, one skill. Empathy. Empathy is another one. Not being so task-driven that we can pause a minute and respond to the life situations of our subordinates and our coworkers, our team, that we can, you know, be sad if the dog is sick or, you know, be happy if you bought a new car, you know, being involved, being concerned about life outside of the four walls. Another side is awareness, being aware, self-awareness and then awareness of my presence in the team as the leader how I affect people when I show up. Do people scatter? <laughs> Do people uh, stand on pins and needles or, or eggshells wondering what I'm going to say next because I'm so unpredictable and erratic? No, we want to practice being aware, aware of the team dynamic, aware of our influence on the team dynamic. Another key is persuasion. Persuasion, which is a little different from selling. You know, sometimes you need to build some consensus, gather some buy-in. And sometimes it's not enough to say, because I said so, because leaders do that in adult workplaces. <laughs> and sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes people need to understand the why. And being a good leader is being able to make the case. And you can actually add persuasion onto awareness. And one more that might really be helpful is stewardship. And Greenleaf presents stewardship from the perspective of being accountable and sharing control. So this is the point of creating opportunities, opening that table up, giving people a chance to even be a silent observer. And, and sometimes there are teachable moments all around us. And as a leader, we can be responsible for that. Be accountable to the teachable moment. Be accountable to your influence and maybe create some opportunities for others. Is it about um, being accountable, but also sharing con control? What limits mm -hmm. people from doing that? Mm. Now you're getting into my research. <laughs> because uh, we find some elements of toxic leadership that become a bit of a hindrance in people sharing control and creating opportunities. Um, an innocent, gifted newcomer can be considered a threat before they say good morning. You know, it's, it's internal to the, the, the incumbent leader. It's internal. It's something that they may never register on their face, but, um, you know, insecurity can get in the way. Emotional stability or instability uh, can get in the way. Wherever you are on that spectrum, it can get in the way. Um, if the business is in the process of a transition and someone no longer feels that they are valuable to the project, then that can get in the way. It's, it's amazing the kinds of things that we, our brains really are amazing. We can create <laughs> all kinds of scenarios that can really stand up poorly to the truth if that makes sense. And so I think those things can really get in the way of, of creating opportunities. You know, I don't want this person to outshine me, to excel beyond me. I don't want uh, them to do well. 
it's crazy. <laughs> I know that you're taking your research results and writing a book at the moment. So what are some of the, the, broad, the broad strokes, the big ideas that you're going to be sharing in your book? Mm, uh, the primary test I ran was a correlation in my research, really trying to see the strength of relationship between uh, the impacts of toxic leadership and transformational leadership on effective mentoring. And one of the great results was the core, the, the strength of relationship between toxic leadership and transformational leadership. Now on the surface, we all know the answer to that. Transformational leadership is by far better than toxic leadership. But when we ran the test for every one point uh, decrease in toxic leadership, there was a 50 point increase in transformational leadership. It's pretty astounding that, right, 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 that you can see just how important it is to invest in people, to uh, motivate people, to stimulate them mentally, to make them feel like they're the only person in the room. Uh, That's the power of transformational leadership. And you see just one step in the direction of transformational leadership has an exponential impact on the team. Um, Another great finding is that, and it was a significant finding, was that unpredictability as a subscale of toxic leadership was a predictor of toxic leadership among leaders. That one way you you could gauge among my population sample, one way that they could tell they were dealing with a toxic leader is by the unpredictability. And so it speaks to the power of stability in leadership. What, because people come in from all kinds of situations in their real lives. Mm. And, and sometimes we have to, and maybe this falls into stewardship a bit, but sometimes we really have to look at our stability as a leader. Are we there every day? Sometimes if you're just the one thing that a person can count on, you know, they can perform better in the workplace. And so that was another a significant finding. And then another uh, finding was so powerful to me was just that toxic leadership, even though it's only discussed in a lot of ways generically, um, Toxic leadership is important to learn about, just like servant leadership or transformational leadership. And I think it goes back to the point of language that a bad leader could be a bully or a dictator. You know, it's not the same thing. And so learning that language, learning what it really means to be a toxic leader, a destructive leader, an abusive supervisor, a bully, a tyrant, a despot, a dictator, All of these things are on the continuum and knowing what they are helps us identify, yes, in the circumstance, but it also helps us to maybe pick a way out, understand what our options are in response because people can feel powerless under toxic leaders. And and so those are my three really big rocks, I think, just the the huge exponential impact of transformational leadership, the power of stability through the result of unpredictability being a significant uh, predictor of toxic leadership. And then 
of learning that language of toxic leadership. Can you give us that number again for decrease in toxicity and increase in transformation? Is it one to five, did you say? Let me find it. <laughs> yes, I did. It was a, for, for every one point, I'm turning to chapter four. <laughs> so one point decrease. I hope I said that right, yeah. Okay. Yes, it was a, yeah, it was an inverse relationship. Yes. So, yeah, as, as toxic leadership decrease, increases, transformational leadership decreases and vice versa. So, yes, when uh, one point uh, increase, decrease in tox, increase, I'm saying it wrong, as Yes, a one-point decrease in toxic leadership is a 50-point jump <laughs> in 50. transformational leadership. 5-0. Yeah, 5-0. And mind you, this was from, this is, of course, tied into my um, population sample. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty astounding. <laughs> that's, that is. I mean, that, that's a book by itself and the impacts of that. <laughs> It's, it's really powerful. powerful. Yeah. That if you just, and, it, and what it suggests as well for the, the leader, the emerging leader, wherever you are in your leadership development uh, process, if you just make an effort towards transformational leadership, considering this statistic, if you just make an effort towards transformational leadership, good will happen. Good will happen mm. on the team. <laughs> you know? mm. So if I take those three points, and you said that it's a continuum. And if we understand about toxic leadership and identify those behaviors or the language like bully, tyrant, whatever those other things are that are toxic and we reflect using our emotional intelligence on last week, did I bully my team in some way, emotionally or overtly or whatever? And we identify, okay, I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to replace that with this. That's, that we can think of that in terms of the 150. So if I remove that, I should expect that the impact is going to be a 50-point jump for me and my ability to transform my environment, my staff, my team. Is that how I can think about it? I think that's, I think that's a fair way to think about it, yes, that you can expect to see um, a very tangible, a tangible uh, impact, the tangible influence of your change in behavior that people, people will recognize something's different, you know, mm. <laughs> something's different. They may test it out to make sure it's authentic, mm. but <laughs> it, people will notice, people will notice. Mm. I really think that this is those three things. That's something that uh, pastors, educators, presidents, CEOs, Everyone needs to hear that because I think that could be really transformational in itself. In the few minutes that we have left, Dr. Shante, I'd love for you to share for someone who is an aspiring leader. They're new to an organization, but they have their sights set on, on greatness. What would be one thing or two things you would say that they should focus on developing in themselves? Mm. Mm. Focusing on developing in themselves. Um, self-awareness, definitely, and self-awareness through 
the team dynamic. So self-awareness, self investment in self, so podcasts, books, um, coaching moments, really kind of paying attention to who the, the big leaders are. And if you get in the room with them, observe, pay attention, take notes, read biographies, learn, you know, read about, read their bios, check up, you know, find out and then maybe create a networking opportunity where you can introduce yourself and shake your hand. But also self-awareness within the team dynamic, um, be likable, you know, um, be kind, um, be helpful, share your knowledge. That's rare these days. Um, share your knowledge, create some uh, partnerships for knowledge exchange. And then don't be afraid to be the one who doesn't know. You know, you really create an opportunity to increase your stock, if you will, when you don't look at that as a liability. Don't be embarrassed about not knowing, but hey, I don't know anything about that. Let me go to this meeting and see what I can learn. And I may not understand a thing in it, but when I leave, I'm now equipped with what I need to research to learn. You know, so I think awareness is awareness alone and then awareness within the context of the team. Fantastic. Dr. Shuntao, I'd love for you to share with us if you have a blog or a website or a podcast or something. Have you got something like that that people can connect with you? I do. I have a podcast. We just wrapped up the first season. It's Great. called Leaders Lead, Leaders Read. And so it's a podcast of book reviews and just my take on leadership from textbooks I had in school, from biographies, from self-help books, from um, faith-based books, all kinds of books. I'm pulling out leadership nuggets. And uh, we had a good time this first season, reading up now for season two <laughs> uh, to get ready. But yeah, I'd love to have you. Leaders lead, leaders read. Fantastic. We'll make sure for those people that are watching and listening that we'll have all the links to Dr. Shante's uh, podcast, and we'll make sure we have the link to her book when it comes out as well. We do wish you all the very, very best <laughs> with your um, Center for Legacy Driven Leadership, and uh, we'll have the link to that as well with the notes with the show. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. This was incredible. Thanks a lot.